Politics, Power, and the People. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. Along with my Democratic colleagues, I'm ready to work in good faith to write a Department of Homeland Security bill that funds smart, effective border security. These negotiations, I think, must not end with platitudes or promises. They must yield results that actually secure the border. Alabama Senator Richard Shelby and New York Congresswoman Nita Lowy, key members of a bipartisan congressional panel that's trying to reach an agreement on border security and the border wall. The initial round of talks included guarded optimism, but were overshadowed the next day by the war of words between President Trump and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi over the president's border wall. There's not going to be any wall money. If you go to Tijuana and you take down that wall, you will have so many people coming into our country that Nancy Pelosi will be begging for a wall. Joining me is Emeritus Senior Capitol Hill correspondent Dave McConnell. Dave, the president has indicated plenty of skepticism about lawmakers' efforts. Could we be facing another shutdown showdown? Certainly could, even if the president decides to declare a state of emergency and use unspent defense money to fund the wall. His failure to sign off on a new government funding bill means we go back to square one and hundreds of thousands of federal workers go unpaid. Interestingly, most Republicans regret the recent federal close-down and the damage it's done to them politically. So, would enough Republicans join Democrats in overriding a presidential veto of a bill to keep the federal agencies running? That's the question we have to ask now, Mitchell. Also this week, the House approved a pay raise for federal workers. They're not living high in the hog, and they deserve and need this adjustment. 25% of them believe that raises do not happen based on merit. Dave, what are the prospects of this pay raise making it through the Senate? It's unclear, Mitchell. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell hasn't signaled yet whether or not he might bring up the bill. Republicans still control the Senate, and a number of them remain cool to federal pay raises and very critical of the size and general work ethic of government employees. Also, it takes 60 eyes to advance legislation in the Senate. Right now, it's not at all clear if Democrats have the votes to pass this pay raise. Also this week, a big disconnect was exposed in a Senate intelligence hearing involving the nation's top intelligence officials assessing threats from around the world. Director of National Intelligence Dan Coats. We currently assess that North Korea will seek to retain its WMD capabilities and is unlikely to completely give up its nuclear weapons and production capabilities. While ISIS is nearing territorial defeat in Iraq and Syria, the group has returned to its guerrilla warfare roots while continuing to plot attacks and direct its supporters worldwide. The president later tried to patch the differences over, but Dave, how significant was this split? Well, it's very significant, and for a lot of people who watch foreign policy very, very closely, I think it's very disturbing for them. The president not only refuted the assertions of his defense and security experts, who insisted ISIS and the Taliban are still major threats, no matter what the president says, and they credited Iran with pretty much living up to that nuclear deal signed by President Obama, despite the president's insistence they are not. At first, the president publicly refuted their conclusions, then he insisted that what they said had been taken out of context and were basically in agreement with him, even though they clearly took a different view in public testimony. Observers find all this puzzling, to say the least, Mitchell. There was also a rare rebuke for the president in the Senate on his plans for military withdrawal in Syria. That's right. Though non-binding, this proposal sends a blunt message to the commander-in-chief that members of his own party fear his actions could weaken U.S. efforts to deal with the war on terrorism. 
allowing ISIS and the Taliban to regain the offensive in Syria and Afghanistan. While this shows a greater willingness of congressional Republicans to criticize the president, at least on foreign policy, we haven't come to an out-and-out -out break yet. But who knows what could happen in the months ahead to change things. Following a 35-day government shutdown, a political showdown between President Trump and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, the State of the Union address takes place Tuesday evening, a week after it was originally scheduled. Dave, this comes with the backdrop of the battle over the border wall, as well as the president's suggestion he's ready to declare a national emergency to get funding for the wall. What can we expect? This is the bully pulpit the president almost lost as Speaker Nancy Pelosi refused admittance to the House floor to deliver his State of the Union while the government was shut down. Now the president's got another chance to pitch for his border wall, the issue that sparked the close down of a quarter of government. Now the president's got another chance to pitch for his border wall, the issue that sparked the close down of a quarter of the government. Mr. Trump now has a prime opportunity for that and more. Defending his controversial moves on tariffs, proposed troop pullouts in Syria and Afghanistan, and touting the latest jobless figures. And blasting the Mueller probe to mention just a few topics that might come up. Some say the State of the Union speech is more pep rally than serious policy discussion, but few presidents, Mr. Trump least of all, can resist the chance to attack his critics and appeal to his base with maximum exposure. A growing number of Democrats have their eyes on becoming the president, and Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz has shaken things up by announcing he's considering a run as an independent. I am seriously thinking of running for president. I will run as a centrist independent outside of the two-party system. Dave, that sentence from Schultz on 60 Minutes makes a lot of Democrats nervous. That's right. They feel that with Schultz in the race, he will take just enough votes away from the regular Democrat, and you will have Donald Trump in for a second term. That's their big fear. But Schultz himself is having trouble already besides that. He's been booed at some of his public appearances. He is also taking flack for resisting higher taxes on Americans like him who are very, very wealthy. He seems like he's doing what a lot of new people do when they get into a presidential race. They haven't thought things out enough to know exactly what people are going to react to. They're not clear enough on what they want to do. He obviously believes that he brings a fresh face and a fresh look to the presidential situation. And how about the widening field of Democratic candidates? How is it shaping up? Well, we have a new entrant, the latest, New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, announcing his candidacy, joining a crowded field, including three other senators, California's Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, and New York's Kirsten Gillibrand. The field could get even more crowded if Senator Bernie Sanders and former Vice President Joe Biden announce. The field so far is diverse and left-leaning more than they may want. At least eight Democratic candidates have announced so far, and many more are considering taking the plunge. For WTOP's Dave McConnell, I'm Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill. Right now, Amazon is offering some amazing extra perks that come with a job offer. If you start a warehouse job, you can get a $1,000 sign-on bonus. That means you start earning a paycheck right away, plus you get extra cash to use before the holidays. Applying is so easy, you don't even need an interview. It's never been so rewarding to start an hourly job that's close to home. So what are you waiting for? To join the team today, visit Amazon.com slash sign-on bonus. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.